Hi, and welcome to Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership podcast. My name is Ruth Haley Barton, founder of the Transforming Center, and we're going to do something different for season seven. We've received such a great response to the practices and the moments of quiet reflection that we've included in our most recent episodes that we're going to do that again with Lent. You know, the seasons of the church year are meant to teach us something about the spiritual life we need to learn. In fact, by entering into these seasons, we experience the deeper dynamics and rhythms of the spiritual life by walking closely with Jesus and learning from Him as we go. So friends, in this season of the Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership podcast, we are privileged to prepare and to walk through the season of Lent together. Welcome to Season 7 of Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership podcast. This episode is for Ash Wednesday, Crossing the Threshold into Lent. You know, when I was younger, I knew nothing about Lent. In fact, because I was an evangelical Protestant, I thought it was kind of weird. I thought that giving up something for Lent and what those other folks were doing was kind of unusual. But these days, I have really come to value the seasons of the church year, um, and particularly the season of Lent, because uh, Lent is a season of self-examination, but it's also a season of returning to God with all of our hearts. You know, the question of Lent used to be reduced to, what are you giving up for Lent? And I think that's a great question, but there's a limit to what it can do for us as well. I think the real question of Lent is, how will I repent and return to God with all my heart? And I think the idea of returning to God with all of our hearts strikes a real chord within many of us because many of us are aware of the many, many ways that we slip uh, from our connection with God and how we let so many other things become more important than that primary relationship. And so the idea of the Lenten season as being a season of returning to God with all of our hearts um, is actually quite winsome the way I see it, the way I hear the question. And as I listen to the question, there's an even deeper question underneath, and that is, where in my life have I gotten away from God? First of all, we can create more space for Scripture during the Lenten season, and I would suggest using the Revised Common Lectionary so that you're reading with the church. So what we're going to do on this podcast is at the beginning of each episode, we're going to read the Psalm and the Gospel for that week of Lent from the Revised Common Lectionary Cycle C. And then after we hear the scriptures read out loud, we'll reflect a little bit about the themes of Lent. And then perhaps you'd like to start a special journal for this Lenten season and actually journal your thoughts in response. And then we'll close with a poem or a prayer and some moments of quiet reflection and music at the end of each podcast. So let's begin and let's cross the threshold together. Psalm 51, verses 1 to 17. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone, have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight so that you are justified in your sentence, and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inward being. Therefore, teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. 
Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from bloodshed, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your deliverance. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. For you have no delight in sacrifice. If I were to give a burnt offering, you would not be pleased. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Matthew 6, verses 1 to 6 and 16 to 21. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Ash Wednesday initiates a season in which we're called to be as honest as we can be about the ways that we have left God and slipped into spiritual mediocrity. Our psalm reading for this week says that your desire is truth in the inward being, God says to us. Therefore, teach me wisdom in my secret heart. That is the cry of Lent as we enter in through the doorway of Ash Wednesday. As we pray that prayer, God begins to give us wisdom and insight about our true condition. And then we can choose spiritual practices that are uniquely suited to help us return to God in the places where we've strayed or to renew our passion where our hearts have gone cold. And so for this Ash Wednesday, I wonder if we can think about practices that would enable us to move away from our distractions and addictions and 
all the ways that we allow other things to become more important to us than God. And that as we think about the question, what are you giving up for Lent, that we think about it in a deeper way, that it's not just, are you giving up chocolate, or are you giving up alcohol or whatever, but in the ways that I've strayed from God, how can I put a practice into place that enables me to return? So for instance, if I've been giving myself over to technology and technological distraction too much, could I fast from some of the social media like Facebook or Instagram or things like that because I recognize that rather than being present to God, I am always plugged into my social uh, media. That's one idea that many people are considering given how addictive our social media and our technology has become. Or maybe if I'm a person that distracts myself through eating or through alcohol or other kind of substance abuse to withdraw from my addiction to those substances during Lent, not just to give something up to be kind of heroic, but because our hearts are longing to return to more attention and, and more, more presence to God. Or maybe we recognize a pattern of anger or gossip in our lives and we say, as God helps me and by God's grace, I am not going to give in to anger. Every single time we feel the fist of anger raising up, we say, no, I'm giving that up for Lent. I'm, I'm saying no to that in Lent so that I can be more present and more available to the God who is love. Um, or the practice of silence, more silence can be a wonderful anecdote, a wonderful way of returning to God if we recognize that gossip and talking too much is our temptation. So those are just a few ideas of how we might deepen the question, what am I giving up for Lent? And as a part of our Ash Wednesday um, remembrance, as we enter into a time of perhaps receiving the ashes onto our forehead, that, that we're determining that we are going to give up those things in our lives that keep us far from God. It's, it's a challenging invitation, but it's a winsome one as well to think that by eliminating certain things in my life, I might be able to bring more presence to God. Um, it could be that for those of us who are really addicted to success and image management um, or making a spectacle of ourselves in one way or another, that we practice hiddenness during this time. Maybe we're aware as we enter into Lent that there are people that we haven't forgiven and we're harboring bitterness and lack of forgiveness in our hearts. And so could Lent be a season in which we practice forgiveness and considering and consider um, offering forgiveness, if not to the other person, at least inside our own hearts in God's presence uh, for what others have done to us. And so these are all wonderful, wonderful opportunities to clear out the obstacles in our relationship with God and to return to God with all of our hearts. I know that left to ourselves, none of us would probably choose to devote a whole season to this kind of rigorous practice and discipline, but God knows we need it. Amen? So as we receive the symbolic gesture of the imposition of ashes on our foreheads, and I hope all of us will find a church that imposes the ashes on our foreheads, as we do that, we acknowledge our human finiteness, our frailty, our mortality, uh, no matter who we are no matter who we think we are, no matter what we're achieving, no matter how important we are, receiving those ashes on our foreheads and hearing the words, you are dust and to dust you will return, is very sobering and very humbling in all the right ways. This practice is not meant to make us morbid, but it is meant to help us to limit our grandiosity, to help us stay in touch with the real human condition that we all share. Lent is a season of humbling and humbling ourselves before the Lord in whatever way we can. 
The ashes marking our foreheads are an important symbol in the Christian tradition. Um, the meaning is contained in the Old Testament practice of covering oneself with ashes when we are involved in repentance. It's a graphic reminder of our sinfulness, this idea of repenting in sackcloth and ashes. It's an outward sign of inward repentance and mourning as we become more aware of our sin. And it's good for us because we live too much in denial. Many of us just do not want to acknowledge our own sinfulness. It's not modeled for us well in our culture. We don't receive very much teaching really about how to really repent and confess, how to know our sins, how to let God reveal those things to us. And so Lenten season is a time when we practice a really significant Christian discipline. We pray with the psalmist, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And of course, the way everlasting is the way of resurrection. And six weeks from now, seven weeks from now, we're going to be celebrating um, the resurrection of Jesus Christ and, and Jesus's power over our sinful patterns. The other thing that's really impactful about Lent, I think, is that it's a season when we give ourselves over to our longings for God, our deeper spiritual longings. It's 40 days in which we're invited to pay attention to our hungers. And so that's why fasting is such an important Lenten discipline, because it's about going hungry from the lesser things so that we can pay more attention to the deeper longings of our heart. And so the purpose for engaging the Lenten disciplines is that we would get in touch with our longings, that we would get in touch with our hungers, and that we would use that in-touchness to seek God in more concrete ways. And so the disciplines of fasting or abstaining from something that we know distracts us from our deeper spiritual longings can actually help us face into the hold that our attachments have on us and how attached we are to many, many things that are not God. And so during Lent, we are face-to-face -face with the ways we distract, and as we set those distractions aside, then we're face-to-face -face with our longing and we feel it, and then we allow those deeper spiritual longings to help us make our choices during Lent. Um, when we let go of our grip on our attachments, we feel the godly grief that leads to a deeper kind of repentance, and then of course God is so generous with forgiveness, and then beyond that is a greater freedom. Um, an ability to live in greater freedom toward those things that we desire the most. And of course, even though the Lenten season is so very, very serious, it's also a time of great hope as we experience God's steadfast love for us, even in the midst of whatever it is that we're acknowledging in terms of our sin patterns, our negative patterns, our ineffective patterns, we do so in the shadow of Christ's cross, we do so with an awareness that the resurrection has already taken place, that there is power for us relative to our sins um, as, as we turn to Jesus for his cleansing work in our lives. In Jesus, there is the power to pass from death unto life, uh, where we ourselves are in need of resurrection. In truth, the Lenten invitation is all about participating in what the Christian tradition calls the Pascal mystery. That is the mystery of death, burial, and resurrection. It's all about participating. It's not so much about thinking thoughts. It's about finding ways to participate in the great mystery of our faith. So as we enter into this Lenten season through the doorway of Ash Wednesday, if we could create a little space in our own lives to notice where we might be distant from God, what is it that's been distracting you 
from cultivating your relationship with God more spaciously, more intentionally. Begin your Lenten journey by saying something honest to God about what you know about your own life and feeling your longing for more of God than you have right now. Is there anything that it might be helpful for you to give up or to rearrange in order to create more space and more passion for this most important relationship, your relationship with God, and also to create the space for the transformation that comes in God's presence? And then as we do that reflecting, we close with this beautiful prayer from Ted Loder. Oh God, let something essential happen to me, something more than interesting or entertaining or thoughtful. Oh God, let something essential happen to me, something awesome, something real. Speak to my condition, Lord, and change me somewhere inside where it matters. Let something happen which is my real self, oh God. Amen. Thanks so much for listening today. We know there are thousands of podcasts to choose from, and we're grateful you've chosen to spend this time with us. We have developed a variety of Lenten resources for individuals and communities. You can find these transforming resources by visiting resources.transformingcenter.org. If you'd like to spend more time reflecting on the themes we've been discussing, you can order our Lent Seasons of Returning guide. You can order a beautifully printed copy with space for your own thoughts and prayers or become a monthly patron during Lent and you'll receive our brand new digital version of Lent, Season of Returning, which includes a printable version and an e-reader PDF for your own personal use. We have two more exciting seasons in the works. Season 8 is Becoming a Transforming Church and Season 9 is entitled Beyond the Fall, Women and Men in Transforming Community. Hi, this is Rob Castens. I'm the Chief Operations Officer of the Transforming Center. And if God is stirring something in you about your own leadership experience, maybe God is inviting you to begin your own journey of leadership transformation. I was a part of Transforming Community Number 6 way back in 2011, and it was such an important part of my spiritual journey. The Transforming Community is a practice-based spiritual formation experience with nine quarterly retreats. The Transforming Community Experience is designed to integrate your spirituality and your leadership and help you reclaim practices and experiences that spiritual seekers down through the ages have used to open themselves to God's transforming work. Visit transformingcenter.org to learn more and apply to the next Transforming Community. Thank you so much for your support of the Transforming Center and this podcast. If you have enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review the podcast in iTunes or wherever you listen and become a partner by visiting transformingcenter.org patron. And you will receive exclusive bonuses and offers only available to our monthly supporters. Don't forget that during Lent, when you become a monthly patron, you will receive our new digital version of our Lent Season of Returning Guide for your personal use.